What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of Taking the Leap. I'm your host, Corey Rock, Corey Nelson, if you didn't know. Uh, just before you know, we get in the, into anything, I want you guys to uh, hit that subscribe, like, download, comment on the podcast. If you're on YouTube, do all that cool stuff. Really would be appreciated. Um, this week we're talking about so you want to start a business, some business tips, and we have a special guest. Uh, special guest. So let's get right into it. All right, I'd like to welcome in a very special guest today, uh, Jensen Cummings. He's the host of Best Served Podcast, chef, coach, founder of Best Served Creative. How are you doing today, man? Living the life, my friend. I, I wanted to add in uh, my boss, but I didn't know like <laughs> how that would go over. So I just kind of took your LinkedIn profile name. If we're doing things right, you're my boss. That's my goal. <laughs> okay. All right. I like the I like the sound of that. Uh, so I wanted to basically have you on this one because you kind of uh, pushed me towards obviously going to um, taking the leap as I call it and like starting my own thing. And you were always saying like, there's, there's three big things that you really have to do if you wanted to start a business. Um, creating that LLC, um, the tax ID and the bank account, which seems really like daunting at first. Um, super easy. <laughs> and yeah, and then it's, it's really super easy. And, you know, we had those conversations, but really what I kind of wanted to, to focus on is you had mentioned that there's like 16 <laughs> other things that you could do if you wanted to start a business, you don't have to, um, because I've only done those three. So I want to know what the other 16 <laughs> things are. I hear you. And so many people go into this. Well, I think for me, there's six plus one actual things. And each of those has a bunch of different uh, kind of tangents you can go down different rabbit holes you could go on and that's where you end up with 16 19 212 different iterations that you can end up with the number one piece of advice i actually give most people who are thinking about starting their own business is don't <laughs> don't start your own business <laughs> work for other people as long as you can if it's truly in you like for myself i just I never, even when I did, could work for others. It's always a struggle for me, even since I was a kid, like always some side hustle, always some straight schoolyard hustle, you know, if it was selling recreationals or or like winning people's hacky sacks or pogs to then, to then resell them. Talk about that flip life. I've been on that flip life my whole life. That's the only life that I knew. And so there was always a, a way to kind of put myself in, in a position. I never knew and understood what that meant. Uh, but it was a purebred entrepreneurial spirit. And so it has to really be in you. And even for me, I tried to to hold on as long as I could to use other people's money mm -hmm. to learn what the hell I didn't know. Turns out there's a lot of shit I didn't know and still don't know. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned those three things. I mentioned those right off the bat just because they're kind of the very functional things that you actually have to register a business. And I mentioned that you need to pay attention to those because... I didn't understand that. Like it cost me money not understanding that having to like shift what type of structure my business had and the tax implications and all these things. So, you know, you got to do your research no matter what it is. So just knowing that there's those three simple steps that you can register a business. And if you're in the state of Colorado, let's say it's pretty inexpensive and quick and easy to do so. That is both a, a great thing. And it's a vulnerability because it's too easy and then everybody's starting a business and I don't think everybody should start a business. 
Good point. I like that. Do your research. Cause I actually had to do that. I did like a lot of Googling and looking stuff up, but you do make a good point. Cause it does seem like everybody, uh, is like, oh, well, you know, the pandemic hit, I'm going to work from home, I'm going to start my own business. And I, I do see that a lot just randomly uh, right. on Facebook and stuff like, hey, some some this is a weird off topic thing, but some guy started an LLC for this Facebook group, but it's the Facebook group is about people like trading Pokemon cards, buying and selling Pokemon cards. Right. And he's like, oh, he started an LLC around that. But I'm like, well, what is I don't even know what his business is. What does it do? But he has an LLC now. So uh, it seems <laughs> somehow putting LLC limited liability uh, company next to the name of it all of a sudden somehow solidifies it. So uh, let me break down for you. When I say six plus one, the three are kind of in the middle of that because you and I had kind of done some background. We had talked about a lot of things. We were looking at best served creative and best served podcast, what we were doing. So you had a little bit of kind of groundwork. So it was kind of like, just go do these three things because I felt like you were ready mm -hmm. and to take that leap, as, as you say. But there definitely are some other things. The number one thing, I'll, I'll actually break down all six plus one, and then I'll go back and tell you what they are. But number one is you have to understand the type of business that you're in. And there's a lot that goes into that. I'll touch on that. And then you get into number two, three, and four. And those are business plan, register your business, set up that bank account and fund your bank account, right? So we'll touch on that a little bit. You need to understand if there are license permits, how you need to position your business is number five, setting up your digital presence. So that Facebook page, that uh, website, that Instagram, that TikTok, you need to think about your digital presence because I don't care what kind of business you are, you have to have a digital presence, right? And then that plus one, that's the six. The plus one for me is, you know, what we call tell your best story. We have to start really understanding the story we're telling because unless you have a completely unique product, which let me just spoiler alert, nobody has a completely unique product. You have to tell a better story. So those are like the six plus one items that then uh, there's a lot of different, again, rabbit holes that you go down. But to go back to number one, you got to understand the type of business you're in. So I'll use, I'll use food and beverage, right? Restaurants, my world. We think that we're in the food business. We're not. We're in the relationship business. And no relationship ever in history has been grown, developed, nurtured by a product. Not one, ever. It's always been created, nurtured, developed, grown by humans. Two humans, three humans, a group of humans, whatever that is. Now, there's plenty of experiences, products, services, spaces that are kind of the connective tissue that allow for that opportunity, that create that moment, that create that space, that create that that uh, that kind of like-mindedness. So food beverage is absolutely one of those. Sitting down at a table and eating food or drinking with another person is a great way to develop a relationship. And so that's an interesting dynamic. When you think about it that way, it's about cultivating humans, not about cooking food. Right. And so we talk a lot about we got to stop selling food and start telling stories because the stories is always what we remember. The food is just the proof that you are who you say you are. When you sit down at Thanksgiving dinner, that food is delicious to you. Yes. But more importantly, it reminds you of grandma, mom, of family times, of that funny story of giving your, your brother a black eye playing football out on the out on the front of the house. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are the stories that we tell. So. Number one, understanding your business. You want to unpack that at all? That's a big one, huge. I don't think we do enough. 
I mean, it's 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 so big because I think you might not. I mean, that I think there's so many people that like just going off of your example, like they think, well, I make this really well. Why don't I just start a food truck or why don't I, you know, get into starting to starting a restaurant? And it, yeah. it is true, though, you know, some of the like the not the the not the most fanciest place or the most, you know, it's like dive bar, you know, grungy place, but like the, the, the people that work there that you interact with that make yes. you feel like it's your like family or whatever, like, well, I'll go back there, uh, at any time, you know, and be happy with, with the meal or whatever I'm getting because of just because of all that, you know? Right. The and dollar PBR is not what sets you up to like have that memorable moment. It's the people that you surround yourselves with that again are like-minded. So that does create the space and opportunity for it. It's not the PBR. It's it's not the it's not the the beer and a Jameson shot. Like it's none of those things. Those are just a catalyst for what's actually happening. So it's important. You, you mentioned Pokemon cards. Like very few people are so in love with the Pokemon as an IP or as an art form where they're like, wow, I'm collecting this. They're collecting it because it gives them status. It creates a relationship. Sometimes it's a competitive relationship. Sometimes it's like, wow, you're a total nerd like me. Let's like, let's talk Pokemon. And right. that's amazing. That's what the Pokemon card, that's what Pokemon as a brand, as an IP is actually creating is the relationship. You are like me. I don't know anything else about you. I don't know what political skew you have. I don't know what sports team you care about. I don't know where you're from per se. I know that you care about this and I care about this. So in this moment, through these cards, we are like, we are alike and we have a relationship that we can build upon, however that is. And so that's what the Pokemon cards are. Mic drop. Nice. Yeah, uh, end it now. <laughs> so, so business plan. This is something we don't do. This is something that I messed up as well. Uh, a business plan could be as simple as like, what is my business? What is my business called? Who is Who is my target audience, my customer? Mm -hmm. How do I find them? Where are they? Like these very simple things. So like you could write that, scribble it down on the proverbial napkin. You probably need a two-sided like long napkin, <laughs> long not napkin. a beverage napkin. But, you know, you just need to define your business a little bit. And that's really the why, who, what, how, where, when, right? Like that's what you need to figure out. Does my business need a physical location or not? You just write those things down. Very simply, this is super daunting too. And they're like, here's your 12 page business plan outline. You're like, holy shit, I don't know any of this stuff. Just define what you do know and have some blank places where you recognize that you don't know. Ask smart people, surround yourself with smart people, ask a lot of questions and do your research. So business plan, super important. And then register your business, go to your secretary of state, understand what you need to do to be able to register your business. Once you register your business, you'll you'll have your FEIN, your Federal Employment Identification Number. You'll, you'll be registered with your state. Federally, your business will be registered as well, which allows you the opportunity to then go and set up your bank account. Uh, so, you know, step four, fund your bank account. This is something we don't do enough of. Understand, put some money towards it. It doesn't have to be much, but you're investing in yourself. So invest in yourself. You need to put some money into that bank account and start to utilize that bank account. One thing with your bank account, I struggle with this. This is what cost me some money is commingling of funds. Don't do it. Whatever you can, keep those funds completely separate. 
depending on how you register your business, you might pay yourself, write yourself a, a check as uh, as payment. You might at the end of the month take a distribution as an owner. You need to decide on that. But knowing how you're going to set up your bank account and how your business is set up is super important as well. Any yeah, questions think, on that? I yeah. think that was really interesting because when I was like looking into it, you know, there's there's so many options for business bank accounts. You know, some you have to keep a monthly balance. Some you have right. to put in like a hundred dollar deposit. Um, you know, I did. I probably spent a good day and a half like looking at different things. You gotta, you gotta. There's so many different ones now too. Where, you know, let's say you're uh, doing more online stuff, or or you're 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 not like a a physical location. You know, there's there's banks that are just digitally based there's no cash deposits they don't have any like real standing businesses but they integrate with uh square and stripe and all these different ways that you can take payment from people um and they offer good benefits for that stuff too so there's just you know the world that we live in there's so much uh different things but also the whole commingling thing you know because i know if someone comes after your business and you are you know commingling your your money, they can come after your personal money too. And that, you know, obviously could become a problem. Yeah, it's a little harder to like like have clear records of what you're yeah. doing. So a couple of things to that that are just practical and I'm not giving financial or legal advice. Let's make sure that that's clear. Yeah. Uh, is there, there are places like PayPal, or you mentioned Square, that that your business can, can exist without a quote unquote bank in that way, you know? So like, think about, the way that your financial structure is set up. What I highly recommend so that you're not keeping paper receipts, which is not a thing anymore, have one card, either that's a checking card or you set up a, a line of credit card and everything for your business goes on there and nothing else goes on there. So just be very aware of that. Little things like you may have a vehicle that you use exclusively for business, let's say. You wanna make sure that you are tracking those miles and not using that card because if you're tracking miles and paying yourself whatever 54 cents a mile for those miles that you're incurring for your business and then you're also using your company credit card to pay for gas and then writing that off that's a big no-no you're double dipping you're paying yourself twice for that travel within your business so there's like scary little nuance stuff that again like if you don't pay attention to how you're positioning your business it can get you in a little bit of trouble so not commingling, understanding how you're spending that money, super, super important. So, and then from there, you got to think about number five, license and permits. This is where I don't know your business. You have to understand, do you need to be licensed? If let's, let's say you're selling food, uh, do you need a cottage license? Do you need to have a commissary to have a license to be able to sell that food? So you need to understand the nuance of how you can actually bring your product to market bring your service to market. And if there's any uh, legal expectations uh, for that type of business to be able to sell. So again, you got to do your research depending on what type of business you're in. Luckily, in the uh, internet of things these days, you can find just about anything anywhere, which also means you can find a lot of bullshit out there. So make sure if you're doing your research that uh, you have trusted resources and you probably see the same thing echoed three times from trusted resources usually something I say. Uh, just a quick thing that happened to me. Uh, so you, you you set up your LLC or whatever, you know, you send it to the state. Uh, there's companies that are able, like that get those new businesses that are registered every month. They like get that information. Yep. Um, and 
somebody sent me like a letter and they're like, Hey, you know, you just opened an LLC, a business. It's like the Colorado state law or federal law that you have to post in like the break area, the minimum wage, uh, thing, like all the information about, uh, like health insurance and what to happen if you get hit or hurt on the job and stuff. And they're like, we, we make these, you know, banners. It's going to cost you $95. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like what I have to do this, you know? And, if I would have not Googled it for 35 minutes, an hour, yeah. I would have just sent that person $95 to buy it and hang it because I need to make sure I'm within the law. But when you go and you Google it, if you're a single member LLC and it's just you, then you don't have to do it. But the moment that you have one more person working for you, then you technically have to do it. Uh, but like, yeah, I just looked it up real quick and like three things came up and I was like, this yeah. is a scam. This is a scam. This yeah. is a scam. I'm like, well, thank God I looked it up, you know, because because again, I had no idea. I got a letter and I'm like, this is legit. They knew I have an LLC. They have my information like there's no way this is a scam. Right. But you just got to be careful out there. Yeah. Assume everything is a scam first. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. a pretty safe way to go about it. Again, do that little bit of research. Find out usually scams like that can get debunked pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, you know, tens of thousands of people send, spend, sent that $95. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, that's why they're still doing it because people are like, oh, I need that. Okay, sure. And there's probably a bunch of people and they're one member LLC at their house and they have that poster like posted on the wall <laughs> in their office. And they're like, well, I got it. If someone comes, I'm ready for it. Yep. So, yep. I hear that. Uh, and then what are we on? Six? Yeah, six, six digital presence. So digital presence is, is paramount now. Right. The, the days of Main Street and the storefront and the three L's of location, 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 those have really shifted. First of all, location, location, location. When it comes to restaurants, I tell people that's wrong. It's landlord lease location, but that's a total different tangent. If you're in food and beverage, know those three L's lease, landlord, location. That's the the possibility for success. Or the number one reason that a lot of retail closes, let's just say retail, is because of a lack of understanding of those three L's. Anyway, you really, really need to think of this as your storefront, as your signage. Like, how are you going to position yourself so that there is brand unity is super big. You see this a lot where from, from let's say, your Google, your Google page to... Uh, your website, to your Facebook, to your Instagram, it's different information. If you have store hours, let's say, or if you have uh, contact phone numbers, if you have emails, things like that, you need to make sure that there's consistency across all of those platforms. So depending on where people are finding you, it brings them meaningfully to the same place. So that digital presence is super, super important. You got to understand that those are the gatekeepers now to get attention from whomever that your audience, that your potential customer is. Now, when now when you're doing this, and this is, I mean, it could be applied for anyone. Like, do they just need to uh, be on it, or you think that they need to be like actively like posting on everything, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, or just like you know they're there, they're right. aware. So if someone Google's you, or if someone Facebook searches you they see that you at least have a page but i mean activity i think is always like a tough one for for people or business owners in general so you need to be everywhere you need to be omnipresent for sure the degree to which you're active on any given platform is dependent on understanding your business 
who your customer archetype is, who it is that you're trying to attract, the way in which your product gets sold, really, really understanding that. Now, that comes into then your digital presence also has a certain investment of time, effort, money that you need to, to really understand. And so, you know, you and I have been talking a lot about like TikTok is a, a massively uh, open wild, wild west of space where you can still get this crazy thing called organic reach, which you just can't on Facebook and Instagram, really. You need to pay to play to get attention for your business there. And I still think you should pay to play to get attention for your business there to some degree. Yet there are spaces like TikTok, like LinkedIn, and you know other emerging platforms are absolutely going to come about that give you the opportunity to create some attention. You need to create that relationship you have to find the, the places, the style of communication that's of interest and of value, actual value to your potential audience. You know, I talk a lot about at a minimum six to one, 10 to one on posting of not being transactional. Don't just sell your shit, sell your shit, sell your shit. People are going to get bored of that. And just that is spam. And then people tell me, well, we don't want to post too much because we don't want to like inundate people with too much as like you just don't want to inundate them with sales because that's the only creative you're putting out there mm -hmm. yet people are consuming at mass scale they will consume interesting they will laugh and they will learn with you all day long if you're bringing value and then if you create that rapport and that relationship and that trust and then you ask for the sale whatever that is it reciprocates right so i want to like really really be aware of that you cannot post too much. I know it seems difficult. And then we start to come up with excuses why we can't because we're too, we're too busy. It all depends. You're too busy what? To grow your business? Then your business is not going to grow. So you got to put in that time, that hustle, and then you got to like figure it out. You got to tweak, right? So with best served, I said, I'm just going to go volume. I don't know what else to do. Uh, we're going into like media landscape and I'm a chef, like a restaurant guy. And we're going into a new space. So what do we do during the pandemic over a year span? We did 350 shows, right? We we talked to over 400 people that you know are meaningful kind of in our world. And now we're slowing down a little bit. Now we're thinking creatively. Now we're saying, okay, let's be a little tactical as well. Now you're thinking about the algorithm of TikTok and YouTube and understanding how those platforms work. And now you're becoming an expert in those platforms so that we can deploy what you learn and your skill against where our audience is and communicating the way that those platforms expect of us. You know, we're doing that now, but that came of a year of nothing but putting out content, mm -hmm. trying to bring value, trying to find out of who this, this idea of best served, right? The ability to amplify the worth and work of people who feed their community, who that was important to. That's what you got to do with your digital presence. You have to be where people are. You have to meet them where they are and communicate communicate, communicate, and show them that you give a shit about them and what you're doing is of value to them. Otherwise, you're just selling a product and somebody else is just going to do it better. Mm -hmm. Somebody else has more money. So that's the plus one. You got to tell your best story. We can touch on that uh, as well if you want. Yeah, let's, let's do it. All right. So tell your best story. This is something we work on because of the fact that there's quite a few people who talk about this. Simon Sinek, one of my favorite, to paraphrase him, you know, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I think there's something really important to that because everybody is selling the same product as you are, the same service as you are. And so if you just are trying to say this thing that I have 
is more valuable than the same thing that somebody else has, you're vulnerable because somebody's more talented at selling, somebody's more creative, somebody has more money, right? Those those things are a huge vulnerability. Yet if you can tell a meaningful and authentic story about why you do what you do, that's what people want. They want to feel like they're a part of something. So the Pokemon cards are, yes, they're the gateway. They create a transactional opportunity for you to create some kind of worth or wealth, mm-hmm. yet the banter it creates, the opportunity, the video of you opening up a pack and the excitement that you have when you get something that you know is valuable, that then you can go out and raise your own status. That's what you're really looking for. Mm -hmm. The Pokemon card is just an interesting IP that creates the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So telling the story and you telling the story of being impassioned and empowered to, to do so, to have a side hustle, that's what people really want to gravitate towards. And so there's, there's, a couple of ways they do that. For me, the number one is like your mission story. Amplify the worth and work of people who feed their community. When it gets hard, when the shit hits the fan, and it always does, it always does, I stay grounded to that. It's my anchor as well as my North Star because it allows me to push through and say, yes, this person who just hit me up on, on Facebook Messenger because they read a post of ours and they have no quote unquote value to me. They don't have money to give me. They don't have status. They're a line cook in Kansas City, Missouri. Yet they are the type of person that I want to say, you matter. You fucking matter. And my mission is to make sure that your voice has meaning, that there's a space like Best Serve, that you have the potential to share that, and that other people who are also like you, 11 million people who've called the hospitality industry home for one reason or another, they're gluttons for punishment, whatever it is, they also want to find meaning and have been told that their opinion, that their voice doesn't matter. So I do. I, I spend hours and hours and hours every day interacting with people that, quote unquote, don't have value for the transaction of what my business does. Yet I believe it's building this coalition of people who in the future will have the worth that maybe then bring a transactional value. And maybe they don't. I still think it's worth my time. So that mission story is super important and how we get that out there. That's the number one thing. There's some other layers, but I want, I want to keep people focused on that. Get that mission story figured out. And from there, everything else comes from there. It's the thing that it's the nucleus of every story that you tell and the opportunity you have to sell your product, to sell your business. It's great. It's great stuff. Dude, you know, I could talk about this all day, man. I, I know I was, we, could, <laughs> we literally could uh, just so, I have one just this is I just remembered this from uh, when we were eating the other day, but like you're talking about digital presence and you being, you know, on all the spots, but like, but not, you know, Main Street, old school advertisement, newspaper, stuff like that. What about business cards? Like, how do you feel about business cards in in something like this? Uh, you know, it really depends on the type of business that you have. Are you going to be interacting with people? Does that business card create the opportunity for them to come into your world. However that is, if it's simple, for example, I'll use our business card. Three years ago, I created the best serve business cards. And I just hate how people are like, look look how pretty I am, look how pretty I am, look how pretty I am. They're trying to put so much information in everywhere to be like uh, like status update, status increase, I'm, I'm worthwhile, mm-hmm. I have worth. And we continue to create these transactional things. And business cards do that a lot as well. 
they're like, look at how awesome I am. And they put as many words as possible. And then they also have their contact information. So I did something interesting. And I always go the other way. I'm, my problem a lot of times is I want to be the, the place that like the cool bar that just has a, a, a red B on the door and nothing mm -hmm. else, no signage. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm not always a good example of this either. I struggle with finding the right balance of not just verbal diarrhea all over people when it comes to the digital presence business cards though i put a qr code three years ago on the back of the business card and it said there's like nine words ten words on the whole business card and i just wanted people to go interesting and use this and click on the qr code and so many people told me qr codes man people don't do that like that they tried and it didn't happen i was like i'm telling you it's it's gonna be native in every a video and and camera app on any phone on Android or iPhone and then look what happened with the pandemic and now like everybody's menu is a QR code mm -hmm. every single person is using QR I was just trying to recognize the way in which people were going to communicate because now somebody sees a QR code it's almost like it's almost like the uh you know the stuff at the checkout line at the grocery store where it's just like impulse buy stuff mm -hmm. yeah i yeah. fucking need chapstick look it's right there i'm gonna get the chapstick right people just like see a qr code now they like can't help it their phone just like comes up and they're like ah i gotta click on this qr code because you know there's there might be meaningful information on the right. other side of this so that's what the business card does potentially for me i drop it everywhere so if you're gonna have a business card you need to drop it everywhere and sometimes people are like uncomfortable every time you were mentioned when you and i were eating well we had lunch and I bought lunch. Well, I left, I think I might have left two cards there. And who knows? Maybe somebody clicks on it, maybe goes, throws it in the trash. Right. It's an investment I'm willing to make. That server, bartender, or a junior manager finds that and goes, what is best served about? And clicks on it. And then two months down the road, they end up writing an article for best served. Like I believe that those things absolutely happen. So a business card, if you use it like that. Otherwise, if it you if you think it gives you status because you have a business card that makes you more legit it's a piece of paper that has no purpose or value. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think the QR is, is, is awesome, especially if you're do it. I mean, for me, like, you know, QR code and then it's like, Oh, here's my website. Here's like all the demos and all that stuff. Like, I think it makes a whole lot of sense. So, um, all right, we'll just go through this really quick to, uh, finish this up. So number one was understanding your business. You got to remember that number two was plan. Um, I kind of have that. I got a piece of paper on the wall, so I need to get my plan a little bit more fleshed out, but I think it's all right. Number three, uh, register your business. Make sure you got all that stuff registered. Four is funding it, um, you know, into your bank account, you know, yeah. put an investment into your business. Five is license or permits, anything like that. Number six is that digital president or presence. And then that plus one, number seven is telling your best story. Um, I think those are all really good uh, things to have for your, if you're going to start, if you're looking to start, hopefully this brought some, some help to some people. Um, do Remember, that's just the start, Corey. Then the yeah. hard work actually begins. Yeah. I then know. you have I'm... to deliver on what you promised. And that's really, really challenging, but start there, have a good foundation for your business. Uh, castle cannot be built on top of clay pots. You have to create a strong foundation. So you have the opportunity to get something meaningful out in the world. Because if you're compelled to start your own business, you're likely have something meaningful that you want to share with the world, or you're just a scammer and you're trying to charge $95 for uh, worthless 
Poster, uh, yeah. banners and posters to put on the wall. Yet yeah. most people that are trying to start a business, most people that would listen or watch this are have something meaningful to share. And this is how you build a foundation for that. All right. Um, you want to shout, shout yourself out where they can find you on the digital presence? Can we just throw like the QR code like up on the screen? Just click on this <laughs> QR code. Yeah, go to bestservepodcast.com. You can read some amazing articles. I kind of said in jest about the uh, junior manager at the restaurant writing an article, but we put, create a platform where anybody who works in food, beverage, hospitality, from somebody who's a, a farmer in San Diego to a line cook that I mentioned in Kansas City, if that's you, uh, to a school garden leader in Tampa, anybody across the industry who brings value and feeds their community, you have an opportunity to write an article for Besser Podcast, which is super cool and exciting. We want more voices a part of that. And definitely get on Facebook, Insta, TikTok, at Besser Podcast. And we're putting a lot of content out there. Thanks to the one and only Corey Nelson. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. It was good. Cheers. Wow. Great interview. A lot of good stuff uh, to think about things that I didn't ever think about when I first, you know, went down this path, things that I'm currently thinking about. And it just kind of keeps going deeper and deeper, you know. Um, I still kind of have my stuff a little scattered and I definitely could go a little deeper into some of the things that we discussed. So uh, drop a comment about your favorite thing or what you thought was important or leave a review or like or whatever. Do all that cool stuff. Follow us or follow me. I keep saying us. Follow me. Do all that fun stuff and go check out Best Served and all that cool stuff that they got going on. So thanks. Peace.